0: Hey, Hey, Nick Cage, over there. I'm ready. All right. Let's and, do it. And I want to welcome everyone into Crashing Game Night. Uh, my name is Matt Terry, your host, as always. I welcome in my co-host, as always, Gerard Barrera, minus the beanie, of course, because it's hot and steamy there in California.
1: Hello, my fellow nerds. I went and, full cage.
2: That's actually pretty decent. I <laughs> and, to, to my pretty.
0: That. and we are joined by Theowalski. What's up, fellas? Unfortunately, Lion's Mane, Jason, got lost in the woods, so he can't join us tonight. <laughs> um, hopefully, he remembered his compass to go along with his little uh, pup tent there and can find his <laughs> way
1: back. Um, how's everyone doing? Pretty good. Doing, uh, doing all right. Dealing with the... Uh the california heat it's actually uh, above 80 degrees this past week we've been averaging the 90s so uh that's been fun
2: in other words you've been in your like third
1: circle of hell yes because i am not a, i am not a fan of heat and it's actually it's actually quite hot i'm not i yeah uh, i'll be honest with you guys
0: well you are sans the beanie sans the hoodie
1: and I've really? had trimmed down the beard, trimmed down the hair. I know right. Everything that I've been wearing shorts every like wow. almost every day. I mean, how is yeah. that different than
2: any other day though?
1: I'm I'm a I mostly wear jeans, man. I'm a jeans and
2: in that heat? sneakers What's guy. What's wrong with you?
0: I mean, come it on. hasn't been that Hold bad. On. Remember, Theo, at E3 though, he was gonna wear jeans. He wore jeans at
2: San Diego for Cam- Comic-Con.
1: I did. It was yeah, still yeah. So and it wasn't hot. that bad. It was, a, it was all right. So
0: hot. See, we're going yeah.
1: <laughs> to, I think we're going to
0: hit mid 80s later in the week. Other than that, we're going to hit low 80s, upper 70s here. I mean, I'm sure it's off a little. It's nice. I'm
2: okay with Mikey right now because I need some training and heat because I'm going to Texas in a few weeks. Uh, everybody oh, that, yeah. that's ever been to the Texas shoot keeps on telling me it's going to be so hot and so windy. I'm, I'm a little dreading it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I this week hasn't been too bad. I uh I got dry needled last night at uh, PT. Dry needle? Dry needling. Hey. So, it's kind of like acupuncture for physical therapists. So what they do is they stick these little thin needles into your muscles and get them to break apart so they can start loosening up and relaxing and healing and yeah. That was so much fun. Was it painful? <laughs> stuff too so i didn't feel it go in but then once my physical therapist started moving the needle around a little bit you could feel the muscle just contracting around it and everything okay and and then i was like oh there were some Mm f-bombs that were dropped um (laughs) but other than that i mean it felt really good second night in a row i've been able to chase after cody and run around the house and not have any pain and so uh, can we
2: like just can we just like insert a clip of 40 year old virgin right now to imitate
1: Matt. <laughs> that funny.
0: Yeah. That, that pretty much <laughs> <what I'm>
1: about, <laughs>
0: about sums it up, but uh, no, I got in some, uh, got in some fire emblem this week though. It's great. It's actually turning it actually turning into be a really good game. And it's the, and the difficulty is cranked up and there's a lot of things I've learned for the second playthrough for it. So Yeah. So you're on the second playthrough. No, I'm on the first one still. But there's stuff that when I go play the when I'm I'm gonna go play the other houses, but there's stuff I've learned that they don't teach you that helps later on the game. Like um you should really work on recruiting people from the other houses. Because otherwise you're you're at a crew of like twelve and the enemies start ratcheting up on how much they can hit you for.
1: Oh (laughs) wow.
0: Yeah. So thankfully I've got a couple of archers that I can just sit back and just one shot. <laughs> it's great. So. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the news this week. Um, you know, of course, yesterday was a Nintendo Direct, which we'll get into at the latter part of our podcast tonight. But um, over the, the last week, Sony announced their plans for the Tokyo Game Show, which starts on the 12th and runs through the 15th. And honestly, from hearing this news, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do anything for E3 because they plan to have a big floor presence. They're going to have a booth. They're going to have demos for the FF7 remake, neo 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They're going to have VR demos for Space Channel 5 VR, Kind of Funky News Flash, and Marvel's Iron Man. They're going to have a mega theater showing off footage of Death Stranding. They're going to have a special match of Call of Duty with members of pro esports teams. And they're going to have stage events with dev or with the devs doing interviews and demos. Hmm. Oh wow! We're three months removed from E3, and they couldn't do any of that. I mean, they did far less last year. Right? Yeah, yeah, they did. So I, that that makes me wonder then if could last year have been the year we might have seen the last of Sony officially at E3 on the floor. And them moving to more of a PlayStation experience type thing?
2: I mean, like, but this is for also for Tokyo. I mean, their primary headquarters is in Tokyo.
1: I, I kind of agree there, too. I think PlayStation, they would put, they would put all Play, the stops, especially for their home, home headquarters.
0: PlayStation Division is headquartered in the States. Is it really?
1: Yeah. I, I thought it was always Tokyo. It's been...
0: No, so uh, Sony yeah, itself Sony's, is in Sony Tokyo. Itself.
1: The PlayStation
2: Division. Entertainment is San Mateo. Yep. Just outside of San Francisco.
0: Oh. Um, So when they broke off and they made that 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 new Sony division, right, for the interactive entertainment and everything, they they moved the headquarters, put it in San Mateo. So I mean, honestly, Nintendo is more home in Japan than PlayStation. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. that's true. I don't
2: know. Maybe there's maybe there's something about the Japanese community, the like a little bit better i guess i don't know i mean i don't i don't really feel like most of the titles that they're they're presenting have had much more improvement since e3 well i mean, I mean we got a demo of ff7 we saw yeah. saw trailers of the vr iron man and stuff like that mm-hmm. i don't think they're too much further along to really have need well, to hold back because of e3 i'm
0: more looking at it is that is you're gonna have a mega theater for death stranding Mm -hmm. which you could have easily done that. I mean, they were kind of doing that a little bit last year anyways by showing off the trailer for Death Stranding all the time. But to get it more hyped here stateside, you could have done something like that at E3. because. So my thought is this, is that with a lot in the gaming community, knowing what Kojima does in his games, they know what to expect. But there's a lot of people who have never played a Metal Metal Gear game at all. So they don't know Kojima, right? Right. So I think at E3, they could have at least had the theater, you know, pushing it a little bit more for Death Stranding, showing more of it. Um, heck, you could have had a stage with interviews like they
1: were doing last year, too. Well, um, I think I think the because this this is a first like Ko, Kojima game where he's on his own I think the I'm kind of getting the general consensus that he wanted to promote it as like a first game for everyone, regardless if you were a fan of like the Metal Gear series or Kojima itself, because it seems like every trailer, it doesn't give you very much on like what the game is about, but it shows you like what you can do and who's in it, like acting wise, dude. And that's like it. With what they're showing that game's gonna be an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, some something a lot of, like I, I think it's I think we're gonna get a very intricate like very kind of sci-fi story that's I'm, gonna be very well done, but it's also going to be um what am I playing right now?
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing though: is they had they had a presence at PAX. They
1: had a presence yeah, at Gamescom. They, they showed. They're going to they have a, a little bit more on, at PAX.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and even at PAX, like they had Dreams, which is a huge thing that they're pushing right now, and it is doing a lot for would-be, you know, people that want to get into the gaming industry. They're it's giving them a chance to play with design tools. They're going to be at Tokyo Game Show. So, what was it about E3 that they didn't want to be there at? Is it just that they? just didn't want to put in the effort. Was it the fact that Nintendo's got a lot that they threw down on the table there? Well
1: well well which E3? This past E3 or this the past E3? This past E three where they, were? where they well, weren't there. Because well because they yeah, Sony wasn't there. Well I know, but that's what I'm saying. So you've got Sony having the
0: presence at PAX. They're at Gamescom. They're going to Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, They're showing so why, off the why did same they stuff. E3? Why yeah, did they skip E3? Why E three?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because both xbox or uh, microsoft and nintendo had more of a presence there and it felt like maybe they felt like they were getting overshadowed or like they just didn't have enough space like i mean right now they're they are sitting pretty high like maybe they want more space and stuff like that so
0: well i mean you gotta look at what nintendo dropped though i mean they they came out with haymakers even on the show floor With everything they had there, I mean, the longest, some of the longest lines outside of Cyberpunk were at Nintendo.
1: Yeah, but that was this past year. I mean, look at, but in consensus of why they didn't show up this year, look at the past few years. I mean, you are right. I mean, it has been
0: decreasing because the year before it was Mm Spider-Man, a little tiny area for Black Ops 4. A and Destiny. big giant sitting theater where they just showed Destiny. trailers and occasionally had a little bit of interviews, interviews from a tiny there, stage. But yeah.
1: I mean, but they did do stage. yeah, they did do interviews there. But I I kind of feel like like that was that that whole theater uh like experience was I feel underutilized. Like they should have put more games and then like had their own little other than just, area other, other than, than just I showing so. Ghost
0: of Tsushima. Death Stranding and Last of Us. I mean, that's all pretty much predominantly they were cycling through the same trailers. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much just a nice little area that was plush carpet that you could get off your feet. Yeah. Yes. Which was, don't get me wrong, it was nice, but
1: I, I think they could have done more. So I totally agree. But then again, kind of looking back, maybe they were just like, hey, you know, take up this space with an interview, like, convention like sit area maybe that was just a prelude of them like we're not going to be here next year maybe they knew it back then mm-hmm. like, i mean throw all the stuff like spider-man's our biggest like throw all the stops for that demo like have this and this and then like
2: maybe that's it, the thing like that they didn't yeah. want to try to live up to the size again and Yeah, because like all, all those other ones like packs it's like is still relatively small floor That they could still essentially take Mm -hmm. up a large portion, but it would still not be as substantial as E3 on the floor. And I think that they wouldn't necessarily want to look like they are uh, stepping back a little bit to Xbox and Nintendo by not having as much of a presence and having a smaller little booth, like almost like uh, Capcom size or something, and
0: being overrun. I mean they didn't have much though really to really show no, but, but off. But
1: like but really exactly. really, but exactly. really look at like what happened that that year that we went when Sony was there. They had a huge display displaying all of their exclusives, but they were all displays. They had a display of Norman Reedus as a statue. Yep. But really all of their demos were Destiny, Call of Duty and Spider-Man. Spider-Man.
0: Well, even if you look at the year before that, they had the Little display for what was it? Um Oh, the Guardian, Last Guardian. Oh that yeah, was two years ago with Trico. That yeah, that's ago. what I'm saying. Two years ago. I mean, even then they had just displays. But I they, mean,
1: but they had that whole floor of like yeah. independent demos that you, like exactly. oh these are, like. They actually, they had a presence there. They, they had like, you want to wait in line for this big game, or we have a whole slew of like independent games that you can play. Um, it just wasn't the- like that, that the last year that they were there.
2: Yeah. Cause at least with the last guardian year, it was still, they had the three like mini theaters to show off mm-hmm. stuff, be able to hear from the, uh, the creators behind it. They still had more on the floor for yeah. you to test out. They just, we're really lacking on, it but I, I I don't know if it's necessarily always not having the the content to bring on, but more of they're trying to save cost for mm-hmm. E three because I mean it, it's a lot of stuff to put up and a lot of effort. Oh, and, it is, and it's trust. It, I mean, it's it's a lot of money
0: for them to be there and rent that space oh, yeah. too. And, and, and like
2: I like I said, the other ones are smaller, like packs PAX Prime, PAX East, whatever, is still relatively smaller.
1: And honestly, seeing... I think for the first time in a long time, us finally going to the Microsoft Theater, I was expecting something huge. And it Same. was... Dude, I It was you know, so and, tiny. And just it, seeing seeing what Microsoft was doing for the past few years, just relying on that theater for the most part, uh, you know, they... I think they really just rely on that theater and then have like a nice little space in the, and then they're good. The you is, know,
0: it's just gotta be a lot cheaper for them. That's why Yeah, they it. it's gotta be cheaper for them. Well, they own the theater, so yeah. it's all right there. Your, your achievement, but yeah, I mean, case in point though, I expected after watching the pressers on, on stream for all these last couple of years, since they moved everything over there. Right. Mm-hmm. I expected something much, much bigger. You walk in and it's like intimate, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, Jerry, I think, honestly, the Jefferson, the theater that we went to to see Andy Grammer, I mean, honestly, it's it wasn't all that much bigger than there. No. No, I you think – uh, And uh, a little bit more floor space, a couple more – It's, it's seats, definitely but... not large. Like I've seen
2: larger high school auditoriums mm-hmm. than that theater.
1: Yeah. But they make it – but that's that was the misleading part. Like it looks huge – Mm -hmm. During their presentation, but yeah, finally going into it, I'm like, okay, so they're, they're utilizing their space. That's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I was expecting it to be a lot bigger, especially with like it being the Microsoft theater. I thought they were going to be demos all over the place, but, um, no, they have their demos on the stage and then what, whatever they have in, in their hall. And then that's it. But they aren't pretty spread do out. Do
2: their presser in that theater though? Because I mean, why? Why? Because they do the presser only mm-hmm. a day, maybe two max, in front of E3. Why yeah. would you tear down everything that you set up for that presser to put up everything that you put for the demos and everything? I don't think that they actually film the presser in that theater. Yes, they do.
0: That was all the stage from the press conference. Yeah. So what I don't it was is. if you watch it. They just had the essentially like the curtain, you know, essentially how they had everything set up behind it was like they lifted the wall up behind it. Yeah. So everything was in the Microsoft Theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And that's just why it was just, just the way they they film it. It makes it look so much bigger. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, right. When you watch the like the Oscars. Right. And that's at the Dolby. Right, yeah. they make it seem like it's so big. So big. Theo, it really I've really, been to the Dolby, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it's n- not small. <laughs> it's not that big. When, it's it, but scrum. it's just the way like, they I, film it.
2: Like whenever I see like Oscars and stuff for Dolby, like I feel like I'm seeing like, oh, there's like seventy-five to a hundred thousand people in this thing.
0: Like nah, as- your clothes are like two. And what's funny is every time they they have something on from the Dolby, I'm like, Oh look, that's where we sat for Bethesda. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> we had good seats too. We were like uh yeah. sixth row from the from the front to the right was about yeah. it
0: yeah it wasn't wasn't bad seating and everything um i just had to throw so, away my camelback though oh that was that was hilarious uh, i mean so i felt they bad, didn't bad let, for they you didn't but let in just...
2: anybody with any water bottles like even yeah. even if it was clear or dumped out or whatever they said no no water bottles so i just had to throw it away
0: that mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, sucks yeah now going now looking back though I can. The reason they did that, though, is because I mean, I
2: can understand it. Yeah, but I would have liked a warning. Yes, yeah.
0: you know, I, mean, I would have. Look how many people smuggled. Person. Look how many people smuggled out the wristbands. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. I could see. Which is I, a
2: waste, though. I don't know why you'd want to smuggle out those wristbands I, I don't know. that were just a little light up show for within the show, and then they became one color, and then they shut off. And there's no on off switch because it's all Bluetooth. So like oh. just have a a memento that doesn't work. Yep.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so speaking of Nintendo, uh Reggie has uh decided to uh move on to his next project, which will be the leader in residence at Cornell University's Dyson School of Applied Economics and Management. He's going to head up the leadership program to foster critical thinking, behaviors and skills. Um, one of his tweets that he sent out was the return of the Reginator tweet,
2: <laughs> so,
0: it, which is kind of entertaining. But, I mean, honestly, how cool would it be to actually be taught by her? I mean,
2: I, it's bad respect for him for doing yeah. that, because I, I definitely see that being something that he would really enjoy. And, and like, I mean, it's just because I, I feel too, like be, be, being in the spotlight as uh a head for nintendo okay. and everything it's just i could see getting old but and just like going back and just like inspiring the, the the new minds for the next generation of uh employees under nintendo and everything is awesome
0: but at the same time it is i want to know how many of those kids actually won't know who the heck he is
2: oh no kidding oh right. I oh yeah
0: i mean but you gotta look at what like, even what even if it been. even
2: if it's a college course like you got Eighteen-year-olds is just like, uh,
1: wait, who's this guy? (laughs) Yeah, Nintendo? Really? You sure? (laughs) But that that really does says a it says a lot about him. After being the head of Nintendo for years, and this guy, I'm sure made enough to. He probably could have retired or done, you know, really taking his time to to figure out what he wanted to do, and decided to cheat to to teach and that that really speaks miles miles on his character.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: That's that's actually really awesome of him. Like you know what I like I have all this knowledge. I want to I want to help out and and I kind of feel like it it, it's
2: generation. more respectful than like putting out a book. Yeah. On on, on his teachings or anything like mm-hmm. that. I think it's a lot more respectable going out there and teaching.
0: So Let's move on into some big, big news with Nintendo. The Nintendo Direct. Honestly, um, I know,
1: Jerry, you watched it. Theo, did you get a chance to watch it? No, I did not. You slacker. <laughs> yeah. it was one, honestly, one of their, I think it was one of their best ones yet, if not their best Direct. Honestly, that was an E3-level
0: caliber Direct with yeah. the amount of news that they came out with. So... Right from the get-go um, they start off with overwatch mm-hmm. and you know that's something that's been kind of rumored for a little bit now but that's coming in October and they just didn't stop with the announcements um, so let's kind of look take a look at you know some of those announcements just from the third party side alone I mean you had Capcom announcing Devil May Cry coming on September 19th. The next day, Bandai Namco is launching Nino Kuni, which happens to yeah. also be launching on Link's Awakening and Switch Lite, <laughs> Switch Lite yeah. Day.
1: Right when I saw that, I'm like, "Oh right? man!" Like, your wallet started screaming. Yeah, and I, then, I like, I've been. I love that game.
0: Yep, and then right you know right after that, you've got September 24th, Jedi Outcast is coming to the Switch. Now Such a now It's also going to be going to the PS4 as well. Um, but it was also confirmed by Aspire, who is handling the port, that Jedi Academy will be coming out next year. Oh, wow. So we're going to be getting that. Then fans of Pre- Deadly Premonition got two surprises in that Deadly Premonition Origins, which is the original game, launched yesterday. <laughs> right into the shop. Then you also have it announced that Deadly Premonition 2 is coming to the Switch in 2020. Furthermore, Witcher 3 and all its DLC is coming October 15th. Ubisoft is launching the Assassin's Creed Rebel Collection, which will have Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and Rogue and all the single-player DLC. And that's coming December 6th. (laughs) So, I mean, just that high level i mean that was that's a huge assortment of third-party games now ubisoft has generally speaking been a supporter of nintendo for a while you know on on the wii u they tried to support it as best as they could but just poor marketing doomed the wii u anyways but you know so it's great to see ubi doing that it's great to see ben and amco bringing out their games it's great to see capcom supporting it so i mean Right now, from a third-party perspective, this is huge. I mean, granted, The Witcher is not going to have the same caliber of graphics that it is on the PS4 or the Xbox One. But that being said, they're putting as much of it on that cart as possible. I want to know what size download file is going to be to go with it. Yeah, that's, that's
1: going to be interesting. Game. And then especially with the the newer model with the extended battery life, um, is definitely going to be an upside for players who's, who primarily play handheld. Yeah, and I mean, honestly,
0: it's still great to see that, though. I mean, yeah. now, let's face it. It isn't a Nintendo Direct without their first-party stuff. Mm-hmm. And they dropped a lot of stuff, um, which they started off right after Overwatch and said, hey, by the way, you're getting a new character for Smash Brothers coming in November. Yeah. Um, and that was in the form of... A new fighter from Fatal Fury, Terry Bogart, which I wouldn't have seen that one coming. I mean, granted, SNK has been putting out a lot of stuff on on the switch, which one of those things that I picked up is Super Baseball 2020. That was a guilty pleasure of mine on the Super Nintendo that we used to play all the time. Um, but then along with that Smash Brothers news, they announced that Banjo and Kazooie dropped yesterday. Yeah, they announced them at E3. Said they're coming soon, and then just dropped it yesterday and said, here you go. Um, that was a nice surprise, yeah. We got more for Animal Crossing. More gameplay, which... Jesus, Animal Crossing. Oh, my God. Animal Crack.
2: Oh, uh, jeez. It,
1: it, it really does look very it's addicting, so and I have that pre-ordered. It looks so really good. addicting. I, I think I've... Yeah... I'm Theo, joining the. I, I, I'm holding out. I don't think I you know, guys. I know. I've already Theo, joined the cult. I come, you
0: guys can come get me. to the dark side. We have cookies. <laughs> we have cookies. We get, X Machina it was announced that it has a demo, where you can actually really play part of the game and really determine if you want to play it. That game comes out on the 13th. So oh, wow. of course, knowing that it has a demo, I downloaded it. I'm gonna try it out. See how good of a mech game it is. I mean, what's the worst that happens? It's not that great, so I don't go drop 60 bucks on it. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, they also announced that Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is coming to the Switch in 2020.
1: That was a big reveal.
0: Yeah, because that we all know that they failed on the Wii launch of that. Yeah. And so, but to top it all off, something we talked about, what? Two weeks ago?
1: Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the patent for the SNES controller kind of leaked out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Nintendo dropped that today. As of this recording, it is fully available now. The Super Nintendo Virtual Console is alive and well on the Switch. On the online subscription. Yes. Yeah. And it has... I mean, Play, I'm playing Link to the Past right now. <laughs>
1: um,
0: it has a, an incredible lineup. I mean, let's look at that. Theo mentioned Link to the Past. You've also got Super Metroid. You've got Super Mario World One and Two, which Two was Yoshi's Island. You have F Zero, Super Mario Kart, Super Goals and Ghost, the original Star Fox, which yeah. also with the announcement of Stunt Race uh, FX. That means they've got the emulator running for the FX chip, which is one of the reasons why they couldn't really get it up and running on even the Wii, the Wii U, or anything like that, just because the emulation for it just wasn't there. Um, you've got Breath of Fire, you've got Demon's Crest, um, Brawl Brothers, which I I don't even remember ever seeing the cover for this, but you've got Joe and Mac Two, you've got Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby Dreamland Three, Pilot Wings. Earth Defense Force, Super Soccer, Super Tennis, and in a surprise move that really surprised a lot of people because this list is matching what's over in Japan, uh, Puyo Puyo 2, which which was originally only over in Japan, is on this list now. It's never been
2: available in America.
0: Yeah, it's never been available in America. So they went and dropped that. They're also going to be selling a wireless snes controller for 29.99 exclusive
1: for switch online subscribers so uh, this is this was my question are those controllers only to be used for online like you can't use them on like switch games i don't know if you'll be able to use them on switch
0: games or not probably i would guess Uh, not because it's only it's literally you're missing trigger buttons buttons. you're missing the two trigger buttons and you're missing the the thumbsticks
1: yeah oh, okay that means that being said the thumbsticks
2: wouldn't be so bad
1: i'm still gonna order one no and I'll
0: pass i on. mean i think probably what they could have done was maybe bring back the the wii pro controller or, or not the pro controller but the little pro gamepad that they had which was it looked like the snes controller but it had the twin thumbsticks yeah that would have been great if they wanted to bring that back but that being said you know they finally listened and now with having all these great snes games available it makes their online program that more enticing because frankly at 20 dollars for a single or 35 for a family just having nes games and the catalog not being that great because they keep doing those sp plus games you know it's like they yeah. ran out of ideas what they want to do it was like yeah do we really want to do it but i was like eh, you know 35 bucks we've got six accounts on there right now for our family account mm-hmm. seven. If Jason ever gets around to getting me his friend's code, which Jason quits lacking. Now that you have a switch it <laughs>
2: unboxing the switch. And yeah. I don't know why, um, like even now, if you're getting ready for camping, you can at least take it out the box.
0: Right. I mean, but now for, for 35 bucks for all our accounts to be able to play these super Nintendo games, which also too, is you can play them online with people and you can actually hand off so like if jerry and i wanted to play we were playing legend of zelda right i'm just sitting there watching you die and die and die and you can finally say here you do it yeah to me right online and you're gonna be able to use the chat app for it um that they have for mobile phones
2: which i do think they need to rethink about that but that's a different topic
0: (laughs) yeah it is um But I I honestly think Nintendo is doing really well right now. I mean, it is the year of Nintendo. I think they need to keep the pressure on, though. They need to keep up with stuff like this, keep bringing out the third-party titles that are, even if they're ports, you know, they're bringing these to the Switch to a lot of people that have never played Assassin's Creed before. They've never played Doom 64 before, you know, which Bethesda announced is coming out as well um
2: yeah that's what i think it, is really smart is that they're really giving the players options like it's mm-hmm. not about like trying to have this one game that's like all encompassing that it's going to hit everybody's checkbox or whatever it's like no it's just like hit them with numbers
0: exactly and i think they need to do it because i mean they're in such a good position right now since intent or since sony and microsoft essentially for all intents and purposes took this year off right? You look at kind of what's come out this year and they kind of did take it off. Um, even though you did have, you know, Spider-Man game of the year edition and death stranding kind of just dropped here. Yo, um, they didn't really have anything big. Microsoft has, um, gears of war five coming out, um, which a lot of outlets are getting their, their early review packs and stuff like that of gears so they can play it. Um, so I think with Nintendo, they need to keep this pressure on because once PS5 and Project Scarlet drop and we know what the price is, what it's going to be, it's either A, going to take some of the spotlight off of Nintendo or B, if both companies pull a film ala a la Xbox One when it initially launched in that high, high price point, it may be that, hey, you know what? This is gonna be six, seven hundred dollars for PS5 or Xbox One. You know what? For my family, I can get us two switches. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I think if Nintendo positions themselves right to constantly be out in front saying, hey, here's what we've got, it's if that does happen at that price point, they those price points do overshoot what the consumers are able to afford especially if the tariffs stay in play. I think it positions Nintendo very, very well. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, yeah. they better have a successor for the switch already in the works that is ready to at least come out in two years.
1: Yeah. Timing is going to be everything. Um, like if, if they don't come out with their newest version of the switch or, or an, or at least an upgraded like switch Two. um like rem, even remotely close to the to the release dates of of PS five and what is it Xbox Scarlet, yeah, um, yeah, Project Scarlet. Yeah, Project Scarlet. Um, they're gonna fall behind again, regardless of what what they I, come I, out. Because I I really think they're gonna get some momentum. The Microsoft think- and PlayStation are gonna get some momentum. I don't
2: think console alone is going to be enough like e- even with let's say five launch titles for each not even being shared like let's say there's five distinct launch titles i still don't think that's going to be enough to you really know
1: you might be Nintendo. right you might be right I, I i i agree with you to the point that it depends i think it's going to truly depend on the price point of the consoles yep if If they really do ha- have the markup price, if they're if we're gonna see a six hundred or seven hundred dollars console, I think Nintendo is going to be in a very actionable position to where they can they can ride the original switch a little bit longer and then be ready and do another presentation, a, a great presentation on whatever games they're coming out with and possibly a new console and keeping they're most likely going to keep that same price point. If not maybe be a hundred dollars more which I really don't think it will be um, they I think they'll stay on top
2: so let, let me put it to you guys it, let's let's say the price point is the 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 theorized like seven hundred to eight hundred dollars what kind of title or feature do you think would make it worthwhile for that
0: nothing
1: uh, like for for me to like, go that would and,
2: actually really like get people eager like oh my god like i must have this game so i must spend this seven to eight hundred dollars for a new console
1: other than other than the niche like single player console market mm-hmm. um i don't think it i think it's not going to have as big of an impact well i'm going to say this i mean if if it's anything above four hundred
0: dollars, which we know that's where kind of Xbox One X and the PlayStation Four kinda reside, if this new system launches next year at anything greater than four hundred, you're gonna miss out on a lot of people and it may put both systems dead on arrival in terms of kind of what PS3 happened, where they, they came out like, too high and had to back down on the price. Yeah. They did. Because
2: but I mean there but there was still a massive amount of sales at that 500 price point there wasn't first came out like it wasn't like because the, the first two weeks was still massive it wasn't as high as they projected for it being at that price point is crazy
1: yeah I, true it's still, it, it was it was competitive but it wasn't it definitely wasn't what they were projecting oh and xbox that 360 price point. and
0: 360 buried it in the get-go
1: yeah, because they
2: came back the next year because they didn't release in the same year the following year was 360 Mm
1: -hmm. yeah but the thing is i think giving now of what we what we've been playing with the ps4 and xbox one what kind of games and the the look of of the games and how how expansive they've become i think that more people are going to be I, they're either going to buy it or they're going to save up to buy it, mm-hmm. or they're going to go the Nintendo route.
0: Well, and, and the thing is, the fact is, like the PS4 said, it's going to be backwards compatible, right? Yeah. And
1: PS5 so going to be PS4. So that doesn't
0: so give you any used. Yeah, so you
1: know, a lot of used consoles are going to come in. A lot of used uh, PS4s and Xbox Ones are going to come in going towards the new console. Everybody does that. But still... I think it depends on the price point of the consoles yeah. for Nintendo's succession. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I still think Nintendo is still positioning themselves really well if they keep up with the big titles coming. Especially since we know we do have a Metroid Prime 4 on the horizon. Now, granted, they lost a year of development because the other studio went and messed up, which happens to be Bandai and Namco. But... It is It is one of those things that we know that's coming. You know there is a rumor of a new Mario game, whether that's going to be a sequel to Mario Sunshine or it's a sequel to Galaxy. We know there's another one coming for that as well. Or Odyssey. I would honestly, for as much as Odyssey did really, really well, I can see there more being a sequel to Sunshine, more than anything.
1: There, well, in in the Nintendo sphere... Yeah. Uh, more and more people are asking for an, an, uh, a a Sunshine esque game yep. or a Galaxy. Like and, those, we know and I get it. Those two games were extremely coveted for the for the GameCube and and sixty four, and those have still those still have cult followings where a lot of people still want like, okay, so is Sunshine coming out? Are we getting a new Galaxy? Odyssey was great. You know, like keep it coming. So, yeah, I, they are in a good position. And especially, uh, of course, they, Breath of the Wild 2 and then the Link's Awakening coming out in September yep. or this month. They are in a really good actual position. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be and very interesting to see in the, next, in the next year. I'll call it now, with us having Breath of the Wild 2 kind of already
0: announced, And kind of teased. I think that we know that's that game is probably two years away. Oh, at least it's probably two years away.
2: At least I think that we'll we'll have a new switch before we get
0: Breath of the Wild Two. That's my thing. Is I think it's going to be a launch. I think it would be a launch title for whatever new system they would
1: have, which would be a smart, smart idea. Again, oh yeah, and Breath of the Wild Two being a second launch title. from from its predecessor like that i mean just the, just the numbers alone the wild, yeah just the numbers breath alone breath from, of the wild from, from was the reason switch why i got a out,
2: in the first place
1: yeah me too and the the numbers alone from from the from the the start of the the launch of the switch with breath of the wild dude there's a higher attachment rate of zelda to the switch than any other game it's it still it's still has it, it is still barely gotten down in sales to where you see, you can rarely find a used copy of Breath of the Wild. No one sells it. Yeah, everyone keeps that game, or they keep buying it, or, or people buy it new. It's still it, one of the first purchase games if people go and buy a Switch. And for a lot of the Zelda series too, though, not just Breath of the Wild.
0: Yeah, but this one in particular, though, it this, was it's a greater one than to one, one
2: to one. A lot of them, like like even with. Like, like you can't find that anywhere.
1: Yeah, there's, it's great. Yeah, I mean that would be a very smart move. Just, just based on what they experienced at launch, that's. I mean, if they did a Switch too, and guess what? Breath of the Wild Two is going to be a launch title. Like, they're already set up for success.
2: I, I, I definitely agree. I think, I think the the con, but I, I definitely don't think that a console is needed for nintendo or an upgraded switch or or anything because they, they, they've definitely proven throughout the years I, with I, switch I don't think so either that you don't need a heavy graphic or, or heavy processing power needed game in order to be enjoyed
1: i i don't think so either i'm i'm i think i'm just agreeing with matt on the basis of the timeline that that we think a, a new switch is going to be launched. If yeah. if it isn't, it that's fine. But
0: I I just think that you look at Nintendo, if they want to keep up and at least keep the third party the third parties continually coming to them, I think they're going to have to upgrade the hardware a little bit to keep up with what some of these developers
1: want to do. Mm. Okay. It, but also what not just the developers but a l- everyone was okay with the switch when it was just 1080p and 720, you know, docked and all that. Yeah. But they were like, well, given they're accepting it because oh, well, given the fact that the games are this way and it's okay, they're they're okay with it. But eventually, they're gonna want the you know that they're gonna want it to be at least up to 4K in some way, shape, or form. And you know, I think Nintendo's going to have to deliver.
0: Now that being said, I will say this on the delivery standpoint: the Switch Two Point delivers. Oh, the the upgraded. Yes. Yeah. Did you trade in your old ones for both? For both? Yes, they uh, they have been upgraded. Um, I'm, and I'm, honestly, I'm going to do it. It's this worth week, it. This upcoming. Week. We did. Um, is I it was worth playing... it? I haven't even upgraded my PS Four. <laughs> Well, you you don't really play your PS4 anymore. You've <laughs> turned it. You've turned it into a paperweight. Now, that being said, um, I was playing Fire Emblem, and I was on the original Switch 1.0. I was getting about three hours of charge out of it before it said, "Hey, your battery's out." Um, I was able to get about five five and a half hours out of it on on Monday, um, <laughs> which. With Link's Awakening, they were saying that's one of the most taxing on the system, and they were clocking in at about five, five and a half hours. So that extra yeah. two, two and a half hours on the bottom end is huge.
1: In it's in handheld, yeah,
0: in handheld mode, it also feels a little bit lighter. The Joy Cons have a different texture to them. Um, even the the kickstand to it's a little bit different now. Um, the screen's a little bit, bit brighter. I
1: get
2: annoyed with the kickstand on the original Switch.
1: I, it, I do. I, I, I don't even use it.
0: That kickstand I'm so afraid that is, it's just gonna cave. And that's the thing is the kickstand on it is is sturdier. It locks in. It's not like the flimsy one that was on the the 1.0 where you could pop it off day in and day out. And
2: well, I just have a hard time
0: popping it out in the first place. So now oh, you I, I just it, it just feels super flimsy. Mm. So. Absolutely. So for our listeners, if you haven't gotten a Switch, make sure if you do go get one, it is the one in the red box. red box. It is all red. Otherwise, you're getting a 1.0. And if you happen to go try and get a used Switch, make sure you're asking whether or not it is a 1.0 or a 2.0. Um, because the 1.0s will have the shorter battery life. Um, honestly, at that rate, you might as well just get a Switch light because it will have – at least a little bit more battery power. <laughs> is there a
2: physical difference they can tell for used.
0: Uh, no, you can identify? only tell by the serial number. Oh. The serial number has a new three digit precursor on the front of it. Oh. Other than that, they look they look almost identical. So,
2: the, what's the going trade in value for the one
0: One point is one. Uh, it's 175 but GameStop right now is doing, at least last I knew the other day when we did them, um, um, a $25 bump on it, too. So $200. Yeah. 200 bucks. So 100 bucks trade in to get the better system, to me, is worth it. Um, and um, my local GameStop was kind enough to allow me to transfer my wife's data from her old switch over to the new one so she could still keep all of her her Pokemon stuff. Because Let's Go EV and Pikachu is not backed up no, on the cloud. cloud. So. Can you tell
2: me so you, you didn't have a micro SD it? that you could put in there? Yeah,
0: you guys, you guys didn't use a micro SD? So it wouldn't let you transfer it over. Once it's saved to its individual spot, it doesn't let you move the data. Yeah, go try it, Jerry.
1: Huh. Yeah, I'll, I will try that
2: so i think mr Uh, photographer would have plenty of micro sds
0: um i bought a 128 (laughs) for mine because they were on sale at best buy for 35 (laughs) 37 bucks so eva got my 64 gig
2: oh you got cheated you should have you should have done prime day they had a 512 for 38
0: i'm okay because the one i got is an official licensed by nintendo sd oh they hike up the price because of that though Eh, that's okay i'd rather go with one that you know is officially approved and is the exact specs of the system and that's that's just for me being on the photography side because sometimes you can get cards that don't have the transfer rate that they need to have so your camera kind of just slows down and doesn't do anything because it's waiting for the the transfers of the cards so anyways so theo what are you going to be playing this week since you actually are starting to play your switch
2: uh i played more of cat quest this week, <laughs> uh, which is still so much fun. I think I'm getting pretty close to the end because it's like I'm on a I'm on a lull for the story. So now I'm doing a bunch of side quests and stuff. Um, there's also a recent one that I picked up. It
0: is Legend of the Skyfish. What is this? Are we talking like Sky Pirates or something? Or? Zelda-esque. All right. Jerry, what are you playing? OK. Uh.
1: I'm still playing some Red Red Dead and uh, Breath of the Wild I've been playing a little bit more of Breath of the Wild just kind of getting ready for uh, Link's Awakening yeah I've been playing Fire Emblem Um, now that I have the
0: SNES on there I'm probably going to fire up uh, Link to the Past and Super Metroid oh nice not going to lie I can play those all day long (laughs) No matter, I mean, look at how old they are and I can, there's still some of my favorite games of all time. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I played a little division. Um, I tried to fire back up horizon to do the, uh, ultra hard new games plus. Um, but I kind of forgot what I was doing. So I kind of need to rewind it just a little bit and (laughs) go figure out what I was (laughs) doing. Um, because yeah, I walked around a corner and there was two watchers right there, and of course you can't really sneak up on them in ultra hard. So yeah, I got lit up.
1: Oh wow!
0: <laughs> yeah, so I need to rethink that. So <sighs> that's where I'm at. And then in a week we've got Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3. Yeah. So with I that being saw, I, t-
2: speaking, hmm. of Borderlands 3, I just saw on the PlayStation Store is that you can start your download
0: uh 2 days before launch.
2: Oh, it's having me start it now. Is it really? Up yeah. to look. It comes up out so. next Friday, right? The 13th?
0: Yeah, 13th? I know they were going to start preloading early because of how many people how many games it's sold already. So, um, smart, but that being said, I want to thank everybody for Crashing Game Night with us tonight. Uh, as always, if you like what heard, please let us know. Leave those comments. Subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice. Don't forget to follow us on our Apple News channel as well as CrashingGameNight.com and our new Twitter channel at uh, CGN Podcast. I want to say everyone be excellent to each other and stay frosty.
1: Thanks for joining, nerds. We'll see you next time. All right. Good night.